Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to Brownback Bets, powered by Betsperts Wheel, your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. Joining me always off his first attempt at a seafood boil. Apparently, it was pretty spicy, folks. How did it go, Andy? How was the weekend? Uh, the kids survived, it sounds like, from uh, what maybe have been a little spicier than you expected. Yeah, the boil was good. Drank quite a bit. Actually, got one of those uh, where you drink too much on a Saturday too early, and then you take a little disco nap at like, at like three in the nap. afternoon. And then, no, I mean, it was fun. Uh, last real day of like day basketball. Granted, we'll have some NBA that'll be scattered throughout, and then obviously we'll get to this, you know, the postseason. You'll have some funny times start, especially early. But yeah, it was kind of the last day. Like the the Elite Eight games are all evening games. Obviously, the Final Four games will be. So, kind of that last day to take in some college basketball in the middle of the day. I took advantage of that. Watched some match play golf. A lot of fun. There was a it was a fun weekend though, overall, and it's starting to be I spring here. So nice getting great. outside. Played a little long toss with the kids. And you know what? Easter weekend coming right up. So pretty pumped. Baseball's right around the corner. Well, um, we've already had some people talk baseball. We're going to get some baseball guests as we get into the actual season. And, uh, I mean, right now, yeah, we got two Elite Eight games. I'll get into that a little tonight. and Or I'll get into that in a little bit. Two Elite, game, eight, elite eight games later on today. But, obviously, the association, the Miami Open continues on, and probably nothing for me today. I'm still working my way through it, but later on this week, we'll get some Valero Texas Open. This is always a weird tournament because not always a weird tournament, but like any tournament that comes the week before a major is weird. Similar to tennis, it's the same kind of thing. The field strength can be kind of weird. Not everybody attends. You can get some goofiness. So it'll be a fun one to attack. And I'm just, I guess I'm, I enjoyed match play from a viewer standpoint. From a, you know, like the bracket thing was fun. But from a betting standpoint, it was very tricky. Pool play was a disaster. Um, I'm something to put in your pocket for next year, I guess. Like, Chalk was awful. Chalk did not come through at all. Tons of underdogs, tons of long shots. Those world golf, um, you know, the rankings that they use are very unindicative of actual skill level because it's such a, it's a two-year rolling thing. And, you know, some of these guys who've been hot lately or have played really good golf or younger golfers, their rankings are really hard to actually take and use to how they're really doing. So uh, before we get into some stuff, yeah, wild week for one and done pools. I took Sergio in my one and dones because I just didn't know what to do. And he was the one I liked that wasn't chalky. He moved on, got a little money. It would have been nice if he could have kept going. Obviously a really fun way for him to end his match with Westwood with an ace. I'm not sure I've ever seen an that was ace. Fantastic. A walk-off ace in uh in pool or in in a playoff like that. That was awesome. Any playoff that was fantastic. Like, you know, so really cool there. Uh before we get going, we'll mention still rolling. I like there's a football player on here, even though we are in the late part of March, although it is free agency. You gotta be optimistic. Football's coming. Football's right around the corner. The draft is next month. It's free agency. That's popping off right now. So don't still $500 risk-free bet. Risk, yeah, don't. I wouldn't use a risk-free bet for a future. Like I would especially, and I explained that in my first risk-free bet article. Futures, the, the Vegas is a little tougher to overcome. Like it's not, you're not getting true price on some of those underdogs because there is such a bigger, a bigger over even if you take out like all the teams that, 
really actually have no shot at winning. So use your risk-free bet for an underdog, but something maybe in a game that's actually happening. So if you want to look for those, my articles are up on BetSperts. But right now you still can get your $500 risk-free bet. No promo code, no funny business like that. Just click the link in our pinned tweet on the at BrownBagBets Twitter page at brown big bets on twitter and with that let's uh let's talk some sports 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 you have some nba for tonight we're back in the saddle on that how'd it go over the weekend on that um one day was good the other day was very bad had a reverse sweep (laughs) on i think that was saturday i took sunday off there was only four games on sunday and i couldn't find any angles um yeah full game i think was zero and three on saturday i did win a bunch of quarters bets myself to, to kind of recover that but it was tough on uh, – got CLV on two out of the three. It was just a, a small – I think it was break-even on the other one. But what are you going to do? Drew Drew has made a case for not betting NBA on Sundays. I can't remember what it was. We'll have to have him on here and talk about that sometime. So, But for tonight, you have some uh, A-C-T-I-O-N, a total, and a, a total and a side. Big night tonight in the NBA. There's 11 games. A lot of question marks, obviously, you know, more so than any other season with everything that's going on. Indiana would be nice against Washington, but we don't know what Bradley Beal's going to do. Um, a couple other spots that, that were close. You know, Chicago, Golden State. Um, the Golden State's taking a bunch of money. Wow, that's all the way down to minus one. So congratulations to anybody that grabbed Golden State early there. But one total I do like that's still on the board here, Dallas, Oklahoma City over 218. Yes, Shea Gildress-Alexander is out for Oklahoma City, but Dallas, I think, is just going to put up an absolutely huge number here. Al Horford is done playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder this year. He is not going to be bought out, but he is not going to play for the team. He's going to stay with the team, be near everybody, continue to train and practice with people. But in what he described and people in the organization described as you know an attempt to help get some younger players more playing time and let him kind of get healthy and focus on what he might be doing. He still has two years left on his contract. I think it's about $53 million left. So he's obviously not going to take a buyout with that much money left. They're going to look for something for him to do. I think Oklahoma City will be limited defensively. I think Dallas has a chance to put up a big number here, and I'm not worried about Oklahoma City at all. Um, was actually able to play this at 216 and a half, but I like it up to 218. So we'll take it over there for you, Andy. I do love an NBA over. I'll be all I'll I'll be on that. I'll play some NBA just because I I don't think I'll have any I don't want to foreshadow too hard, but I don't think I have any real action on tonight's Elite Eight. So I'm gonna have to bet some basketball, although you know I'm I am a live bending fiend and I'll probably be involved in that. Even though uh off the disaster that was live betting Alabama yesterday. Yeah, I'm sure we'll touch on that in a little bit. One other pick, uh, we'll lay two points here with the Clippers. They're small favorites against Milwaukee at home. I have this closer to minus five. Um, so we'd play minus two. Minus two and a half is probably okay. I'd pass at three. Honestly, that's probably just not enough edge for me. like this matchup a lot for the Clippers here. They've got all the defensive players you'd need. Yes, Ibaka's out, but otherwise everyone's else healthy here. They're going to be able to slow down Giannis. They're going to be able to slow down Chris Middleton. And I think on the other end of the floor, Kawhi and Paul George and this Clippers team that have been really great offensively will continue to be able to score um, on a Milwaukee team that is still working through figuring out some new defensive switches and, and schemes. So like the Clippers here, are small favorites on the road. I'm sorry, at home. Home? It's in L.A.? Oh. I don't, oh, I don't know. You're, I mean, you're going to have to tell me. It's I don't know. It's in the Staples Center. All right. Speaking of that, we will be, I think we're all just in one spot now. I believe going forward, all the games 
and I'm just clicking on a game right now to figure this out. I think everything from now on is in Lucas Oil Stadium. Obviously, a lot of fun action. I mean, the the Zag train just keeps rolling. Honestly, the Beaver train just keeps rolling. That was uh, quite the performance from them. Syracuse finally, and maybe that that was my one angle that I really liked. It's like, oh, here's a smart team with a week to figure out the zone. Maybe they won't look like idiots. Obviously, um, Houston, really good defense. That was part of my – that was like maybe the one thing I nailed all weekend was – I said that in my in my blog article. I said it'll be the Houston defense we're talking about because uh and they did. Syracuse only put up 46 points. Oral Roberts, Cinderella obviously came to an end. That was close though. Like they covered every they covered every spread and none of them were obviously, you know, winning outright as double digit underdogs. You're going to cover those, but they covered every spread with relative ease when it came down to it. So I'm going to miss Oral. He had a, he had a nice and, look at the end there too. I know it. That, that's all you can ask for. I know. I just watched the Yukon. Uh, what was it? Yukon Duke ninety nine. The ending of that yeah. game. It's like, how did Duke not get a shot off there? That part still drives me nuts. I don't think I bet on the game or cared. It just drives me nuts when you don't get a shot off. Although, go and then touching on yesterday, the only action I really had was a little bit on USC. I have them in a draw as well, so I got some money back for them advancing, but. They crushed. That was very nice. I'm a little worried about my Zags, truthfully. Like USC's looking tough. They look tough inside. Just big, long, athletic, done. Yeah. And Patrick P does say, I'm somewhat relieved that the oral jokes are over. Yeah, we were kind of, we were kind of running. We were a little running thin on those, but I, I honestly, I'll miss the team because they could just like stick with good teams. They stick with good teams all the time. Uh, Creighton got ethered. That one wasn't terribly close. Never was in the long run. Game stayed under somehow too, even though Gonzaga put up 83. It was a high total. The second half was second half was a grind. Creighton could barely score. I mean, they were yeah. close for like a few minutes in the first half, but you're right. Gonzaga put it away. And they sort of gave and then, up. I was surprised at how good Michigan looked. Um, I'm kind of getting effed here in a in a uh, survivor league where I'm running out of teams because I picked some of the chalky stuff earlier this week. So I think I'll probably have to be on Michigan tomorrow in Survivor, which I don't hate against UCLA. Although I picked against UCLA in the first four, I actually had a tiny bet on Michigan to cover like two, two and a half, something like that. I think they're up by five with like a minute or minute and a half to go. Lost in overtime. UCLA hasn't looked back. That was surprising, although the – I mean, sometimes the cookie just don't crumble your way. If you had Alabama or Alabama to advance in a bracket or survivor or live bet, you're not going to win games when you shoot like 40% from the free throw line, especially a team that does shoot pretty well from the line. Threes weren't falling except the last one. Inexcusable. And if you watch that performance or if you watch the, the broadcast too, the announcers – could not it was almost like the the extra point kicker jinx where the announcers said it like four times you know cronin he's a guy who will tell his team to foul up three with this loud amount of time left they said it like five times and then they didn't although i will say to alabama's credit it was a very well drawn up like advancement play the way they they advanced the ball on like three passes to get it up to that uh that spot just above the key and I mean, obviously it would have been cooler if we'd have seen a, you know, a competitive overtime, but uh, we got what we got. Yeah, if the I Alabama did have to thing, 
I, I think you saw the tweet in one of our groups. An analytics guy sent out basically that um, there's like a 0.5% chance that a team that's as good at shooting free throws will go 11 for 25. I, again, I don't totally understand the math of how he did it. Looking at his profile, he seems like a pretty sharp guy, but that's just wild. That's just nuts. I'll, I'll oh yeah, he, he said it was like one in two hundred. I suppose you could yeah. you could figure out, out every two hundred games they would make eleven free throws or less out of twenty five. You could figure out a Z score for that and kind of figure out just how unlucky or lucky it was. So that that yeah, sounds about right. One in two hundred. So as and you know if I did have to degen tonight, I I might bet. I'm going to look at these games a little closer. I have not bet anything else yet. You know these lines are going to be good once we get to this part of the tournament. Like they know what these teams are. Uh, all four games are like seven and a half to nine. They're all pretty close to the same spread. You know, the Gonzaga total is going to be a lot higher than the other ones. Lowest total on the board is Houston, Oregon State. And I think that probably, you know, we saw the teeth of that or Houston defense. You know, if I had to take a tickle on this one, if you wanted to back Houston in this spot, I would probably just look at like Oregon State team total under. We have a low, t- I know it's a low total. It's going to be a low 61. number. Yeah, I I could I could get behind that because Oregon State has shot the shit out of the ball. It does have to regress at some point, even though they we found they're a much better team than we thought they were. This is a very nasty defense. They put uh, they put the clamps down on Buddy Buckets and Gang. So I'd lean Houston. I'd lean the under. I'd lean Oregon State team total under. And then I took Arkansas. I I, I don't know if I can have a clear head about this because I took Arkansas in a survivor league that only has four guys left in it. And I feel like, you know, you only have to make one pick tonight. I feel like there's going to be a lot of Baylor. There's going to be a lot of Houston. You, obviously. Have left. you just have Gonzaga uh, and Baylor left. So I would, I'd probably take Michigan tomorrow to be a little just contrarian on the other side of it too. But if the hogs win tonight, I'm thinking anybody with Baylor left might end up just taking Houston or I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what the, uh, what the right move is here. I'm not great with the game theory, especially you don't know what other people have left. So I am just going yeah. contrarian. I'm going to take Arkansas and try to end it tonight. I like this team. I'm actually doubling down on a final four ticket I have with Arkansas. So it doesn't feel good to put more pressure on it, but uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a ride or die Zags guy. That's all that matters to me. None of the brackets I have are doing really, really good. So I'm not too worried about brackets at this point. So it's just a survivor league and we'll go there. Doing okay in brackets. It would be nice if UCLA knocked off Michigan and if Houston made the final four. And then at that point, all I just need is Gonzaga to take care of business. So it would be nice. Also, D Money and I have a Houston final four ticket. So go Houston. I will say, and again, this is probably turning into like us talking about our fantasy football teams. And that's sure, sure it's exciting for everyone. But I do have some where Gonzaga beats Houston in the final. So, you know, you it feels like you can gain. You can gain a lot of points if you end up getting the final right and getting the final result of the final right. So maybe if it does end up Zags Houston, I can do all right in some of these bracket leagues. But uh, for now, I'm just getting excited. Watch these games. We'll touch on tomorrow's games tomorrow. But it might just be Zags Trounce, Michigan Trounces. I think tonight's games will actually be better than tomorrow. So excited to get into these four big favorites. Is Arkansas the only dog that you conceivably like? I mean, is just Arkansas contrarian for the pool play? You know, again, it's four big favorites. If you had to pick a dog, which one would it be? 
It's probably Arkansas. I think they can hang, even though it's not the greatest matchup. And then to just what we've seen from Michigan against LSU at times, where they just couldn't figure it out on defense. Maybe maybe UCLA just keeps rolling. I'm not sure. But uh, truthfully, of all the underdogs, the team I like the most was USC. I love this team. I have a ton of brackets where they're in this regional final with, with Gonzaga. That's kind of what's keeping me afloat as I picked USC in so many. It's just... I love this team. It's just they're against another really – they're against one of the best teams I've ever seen. Maybe right up there with that Nova team that won it a few years back. Like just – its team is ungodly awful, you know, to face when you are when you have three stars like this. And one of them, like, uh, Suggs didn't even have a good day and they won by 20. Like, it doesn't matter. One of these guys is always going to pop off. It's impossible to play this team. It's It sucks for all these teams to have to play Gonzaga, anyone who's in. Because, like, USC's legitimate team that could make the Final Four just ended up in the wrong bracket. So I think Zags get it done. They might not cover the full nine. It might end up being close at the end. But I think Zags do get it done. So, yeah, give me, uh, give me the Hogs as my dog. Hog dog. <laughs> And then, yeah, I mean, Patrick P again, I mean, these are all live bet games at this point. Yeah, if, if you can feel out the flow of the game or you can go against uh, a big, uh, you know, a big run from one team or a big drought from another or drought from both teams or, you know, a huge scoring run, a back and forth with, that inflates the total. Live betting these games has been a lot of fun. Even though Alabama kicked me in the in the shorts yesterday, I'm, I've done pretty well live betting these. It's been a lot of fun as well, so. Yeah, um, we'll get it. We'll get into golf later this week. Like I said, I'm going to dig into the Valero Texas Open tonight, but we'll close with some tennis. Tennis was fun. Even had a bonus Saturday pick that turned out to it split, but the bigger bet won. The stack didn't quite get there, but the big bet did win. So we uh, the the total went over, but we didn't get the two and a half sets. Is what it was, I, I believe. So I do love stacks, though. So you do have a. Um, not a dog, dog, but uh, a dog price here in Pagula. What are you? What are you looking at here? Jessica Pagula is playing Maria Sakkari. Maria Sakkari is a small favorite here at minus one twenty-five, minus one twenty, depending on where you look. Um, I'm surprised that this match is lined so evenly. Jessica Pagula has been one of the best players on hard courts this year. She continues to ascend. She had a great year last year. She continues to do better and better this year. As I start to look at numbers. You know, her whole break looks better against Zachary. You know, the level of competition isn't quite as good as Zachary's, but even as I peeled back some of those, Pugula has just a great amount of victories at this point over good players. The amount of respect that she's gotten in the market the last couple of weeks, especially when you look at a player like Carolina Pliskova, you know, who's a top 10 player, very well respected in the market. Um, Pugula opened up as a small favorite over her, and I think closed in like the minus 170, minus 175 range. So just a lot of factors for me here to, to like Pugula at this number. I have her as a favorite right around minus 140 or so. So plus 100 is good. I actually played this at minus 110 when it opened, and it moved against me a little bit. So minus 110 is good. I, I'd probably even play minus 115 if it moves. I don't expect it to. I, I think you'll be able to get this at a plus number. So congratulations to you guys. Unfortunately, I have it at minus 110. 10, but still a nice edge. I like Pagula in this spot. I think that she's the better player and will continue her run and kind of ascension through the WTA ranks as she defeats Maria Sacri today. And we do have some totals now. It's hard to hear you when you're on mute, Andy. You know, you know how I like stacks. Oh, I was muting because I was typing. You know how it goes. Yeah, That's you okay. can see my lips move. I was doing that uh, ventriloquism bit again. But yes, I... <laughs> 
if I did have to bet anything yours, you know it's going to be stacks. I love stacks. We got this like uh, we might get a cease and desist letter from Burger King, but we got a double stack today. <laughs> that's right. Is that where Dude, that's from? Two overs here. I know that you know we've been big Coco Golf fans on the show here, and we haven't leaned too much into the Arena Sabalanka overs. But before there was Coco Golf, it was Arena Sabalanka, and the market has caught up a little bit to her. But I think this is just a this is just a bad price. I don't know why this isn't twenty one and a half. The over two and a half sets number. This should probably be plus one forty five. I look at both of these players. They average, um, you know, I think over twenty two games each at this level against players like this. They've played a handful of times themselves. I think uh, three out of four or two out of three went three sets. Um, the other one was very long. I think there's a good chance we'll see a tiebreaker, a seven five here. So, like over twenty and a half, over twenty one, and a reasonable number's okay. Over two and a half sets, I'd play that down to plus one fifty five probably. Um, I just think these are really nice numbers and. We'll attack some overs here again for two players that don't mind dropping a set and uh, don't mind long sets. So Sabalenka, Vondrasova, overs. I have seen a lot of people talking about this other match, not so much in the total, but uh, confused the price for the side here in Mukarutha and Andreescu. They met a while back, and it was a bloodbath. This one is closer lined, and I don't know. You, you didn't attack. Again, you're just stacking some totals here. You didn't attack the side. Who do you think wins this one, though? Like, this is actually a good match. And, I, you know, obviously, Andreescu is not in the form that she was when she was on top of the world, but uh, it's still a fun match. It's tough. You know, if I had to pick a side, I lean Andreescu here. It's it's tough to get a hold of her. For, for those of you that don't know or aren't so familiar, the last time we really saw her playing tennis in 2019 – she was arguably the best hardcore player in the world. There was conversations that she was arguably as good, if not better, than Naomi Osaka on hard courts. She played Muguruz in Indian Wells, very similar courts, drier conditions versus the humidity we have here in Miami, but beat the absolute pants off of her. I think it was 6-1, something like that. But Andreescu did not play tennis at all in 2020. She's played very few matches so far this year, and they have not been great a lot of them are three setters a lot of them are long matches where she struggled against players that aren't particularly great you know solid wta level players with players that the person we saw in 2019 would really just be blown away so it's hard to look at her and try to see what you've seen this year but connect it to what's happened in 2019 i did want to play andreescu here but missed the best of the number um this opened up congratulations to anybody that got on this early andreescu was plus four and a half games which is just an egregious error. Um, that's all the way down to three and a half. I, I generally don't bet plus three and a half in women's tennis. There's just not a lot of value in that number. Once you get to less than four, it's really tough. The money lines right now, at like plus 180, there might be just a little bit of value there. I thought maybe about playing Andreescu to win 2-1 or something like that. But, you know, miss kind of the best number on her. But I think there's a good chance she wins this match. I'm just, you know, I, it is at a big number. I think there's probably some value there. It's just there's too much going on. Does that make sense? I got gotcha. you. And sometimes it's better to just attack a different angle like the total here. Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm thinking here. I think this will be a competitive match. Muguruza has played just about as well as anybody this year. Andrew Esco, although she's working her way into form, is still very good, serves well, and can hold. So I think we'll get a tiebreaker here, another bet that I will be looking for. Um, you know, if you have access to a book that has yes tiebreaker over 0.5 tiebreakers, um, anything plus 250 or better in this match will be a nice play. And I, I think there's a plus 300 or better out there if you really look. Uh, but over 20 and a half here, over two and a half sets, I would hang this. 21 and a half, probably maybe a cheap 21 and a half. It's not as big an edge necessarily as our first one. 
Um, but still an edge for me. I would hang this, you know, again, probably a cheap 21 and a half and the over two and a half sets. This should be plus 145, maybe plus 150. You can make a case for it, but I think there's value in both of these numbers. So a little double stack for the over here. Can't double stamp a triple stamp, but uh, if you are getting involved in the Sabalenka match, that is starting fairly soon this afternoon. I believe. Yeah, uh, the other ones are a little later. The uh, Muguruza match is later this afternoon. That's into the, the nightcap at eight thirty. Same, yeah. Same thing with the yeah the Pagula match is sandwiched somewhere in the between there, about supper time kind of kind of matches. Mm-hmm. So those two, uh, you have a little time on those. So we'll be back. You know, let's let's call it a day. We'll be back tomorrow. Good start. We'll, we'll see you. We'll, we'll do more. Uh, we'll see how things went in the old basketball games. We'll get in some more tennis. I'll get in some golf. We'll bring a golf guest in. We'll definitely bring a golf guest in next week as we have a big old damn tournament on the books. And, yeah, thanks for the hang. If you subscribe or if you listen to this on a podcast forum, do subscribe, rate, review, all that. If you're on YouTube, give me a thumbs up. If you're not on YouTube, what are you doing? Get on YouTube. It's way better over there. The Betsperts channel. Um, look for more action on there as we go. And thanks for the hang. See ya.